How did Vlad the Impaler die? This is one of the big enigmas in history. The death of the notorious Valachian ruler still puzzles many historians and experts alike, even today. So, what are the circumstances in which Vlad the Impaler, who become, during his rules, three separate reigns, the biggest nightmare of the Ottoman Empire and of Sultan Mehmed II. We'll never know for sure the exact scenario. Vlad the Impaler's death, like his rule and life, is surrounded by both controversy and mystery. So, obviously, there are many historical theories about the death of the infamous Valachian ruler, which is also one of the most iconic rulers of the medieval ages. For those who don't yet know anything about Vlad the Impaler, a bit of an introduction. So, He was the ruler of Wallachia. Wallachia is a historical region which today is part of modern-day Romania. And at that time, it was a province, minor province of the Ottoman Empire. You know, it's kind of complicated. It was between the Kingdom of Hungary and the Ottoman Empire, so... Constantly, the Valachian rulers usually were uh, had to make tough decisions to go either with the Ottoman Sultan or the Hungarian king to make sure that they keep their heads and, of course, their rule. Vlad the Impaler, unlike other Valachian rulers, managed many things that they didn't. He hold out both against the Ottoman Empire and the Hungarians. He manages to keep his crown above his head and his fame spread very quickly even in the Middle Ages, mostly through the German and Slavic works of the time who portray him as a bloodthirsty tyrant that used to apply very severe punishes for minor, you know, rules that have been broken. Like Impaling, of course, from which, you know, his nickname comes from, in fact. But his legacy of brutal tyrant and bloodthirsty ruler is, you know, balanced by his anti-Ottoman struggle. So although, you know, he was a brutal ruler, he managed somehow to gain fame among other European rulers because he was the one who dared to fight against Mehmed II, Sultan of the Ottoman Empire at that time. So, now, straight to the actual context. Is there here... 1476, 
It's uh, it has been 12 years since Vlad the Impaler has been imprisoned by the Hungarian king Matthias Corvinus. So the con- appropriate context to retake his throne in Wallachia now has arrived. So his cousin, which was the ruler of Moldavia, Stephen the Great, well, he plans a new anti-Ottoman campaign. So he marches with his troops into Wallachia and deposes the Ottoman-backed ruler of the time. His name was Lyota Basarab. Well, Lyota Basarab, the, you know, Wallachian ruler supported by the Ottomans, he chose to flee from the forces of uh, combined armies of both Vlad the Impaler and Stephen the Great, and Vlad the Impaler successfully installed himself back on the Wallachian throne, somewhere in November of 1476. Well, he didn't have much of an army to back up his new rule, so Stephen the Great thought that it would be a good idea to leave to him a personal guard of 200 soldiers to keep Vlad the Impaler safe as much as he can. Because Stephen the Great knew very well the Ottomans and Lyota Basarab will arrive very soon. In fact, Lyota Basarab with Ottoman support arrived to retake his throne very quickly, more quickly than anticipated. And Vlad basically had to rely on this small force and maybe a few of his people. But the exact strength of his army from the Third Reign is not very known. Well, now let's go for the first historical scenario. Vlad the Impaler was ambushed on the battlefield. So, the exact location is not known, but it is usually agreed that uh, it was on a road between the modern-day Romanian cities of Bucharest and Giurgiu. Lyota Basarab, backed by a strong Ottoman contingent, ambushes Vlad the Impaler's small force, and they are basically reduced to nothing. Only 10 soldiers from the guard left by Stephen the Great managed to escape this ambush. Unfortunately, Vlad the Impaler loses his life during this fight. We know about this historical scenario because, according to a letter from Stephen the Great, the, those 10 soldiers who survived from the battle, and obviously they were the eyewitness, have told him the entire chain of events. So this is the first and most likely the plausible scenario. Because it was from a letter from the Moldavian ruler who allegedly heard everything from the survivors of that ambush. Now, a second scenario is that uh, the Ottomans, 
paid the professional assassin and that assassin killed Vlad the Impaler either during a meeting with his boyars again it's not well known the location or either when Vlad was somehow left alone on the battlefield or in his tent and the assassin basically took advantage of the situation and deal the fatal blow and after this event Vlad the Impaler's head is sent to the Turks I mean to the Ottomans and it's put on display on a pike in in Istanbul sorry Istanbul was about to say Constantinople now the third scenario which is presented by an Austrian historian of, of that time, is that the boyars have uh, eliminated uh, Vlad the Impaler after a carefully planned coup d'etat. During a meeting, those boyars, very hated by Vlad the Impaler, well, they demanded that Valachia should surrender to the Ottoman Empire and resume the payment of the annual tribute or jizya if you this is the Turkish name for the tax special tax from the Ottoman vassals of course Vlad the Impaler refused this this option and he strongly rejected it saying that as long as he will be alive Valachia will not bow again to the power of the Ottoman Empire Obviously, the boyars, left without another option, chose to murder him during the meeting. Either they, again, use the paid assassin or they have carried out the work themselves. The fourth scenario, and... uh, Again, another one which is not very plausible is that during that ambush, I mentioned that the first scenario, Vlad the Impaler was intentionally left alone on the battlefield and basically he died while fighting against the superior numbers of uh, Ottomans and, uh, you know, supporters of Lyota Basarab, his enemy. And another one, which is not uh, a bonus this time scenario, which is, again, implausible, because during its rule, Vlad the Impaler proved many times that it is possible. In this scenario, during the skirmish with the Ottoman, against the Ottoman army that came to support Lyota Basarab's claim, Vlad the Impaler wanted to, you know, satisfy his need to be in the center of the battle by disguising himself. So he disguised himself as an Ottoman soldier. And allegedly, his own troops mistaken him as an enemy. And, you know, he was attacked on the battlefield and he was eventually killed after four or five uh, of his own soldiers have been slain by the 
Vakian ruler, then the fatal blow has been dealt and Vlad the Impaler lost his life. Kindly unlikely because he proved several times and there are many written books about it, Vlad the Impaler used to disguise numerous times for both with the purpose of spying his own subject, his own servants, and even the enemy. So it's highly unlikely that he could be, you know, that simply caught by his own troops on the battlefield and eliminated in such a, you know, stupid way. Now, there is a scenario, but uh, again, it's not supported, it's just a story for those interested in gossip, in conspiracies, that actually Vlad the Impaler survived his last battle, he became a prisoner of the Ottomans, and his daughter, who lived in Italy at that time, well, he was ransomed by his daughter and lived peacefully in Naples. And allegedly there is a tomb with the in modern-day Naples with the symbols of the Order of the Dragon, which was the chivalric knight order from which both Vlad the Impaler and his father, Vlad Dracul, were part of. But there is no clear evidence yet that, you know, connects the survival of Vlad the Impaler to that tomb from Naples. So, it's not something, you know, definitive. It's not an end to this scenario, but it's kindly unlikely. And about the location of the tomb of Vlad the Impaler, like his life, like his death, the location of his tomb is also not known. For many years, historians debated if his tombs were either at the Komana Monastery or in Znagov Monastery. Both are mon- Orthodox churches in modern-day Romania. So, neither at Snagov Monastery and neither at Komana Monastery there is no tomb and no remains of any kind that uh, prove that Vlad the Impaler has been buried at any stage near near those locations or inside them. Currently, there is no discovery. So, it's yet to be seen if the tomb of the infamous Valachian ruler who became a nightmare for Sultan Mehmed II or and even the Ottoman Empire it will be ever discovered. I hope you have found this episode interesting and informative. I wish you a very good day.